Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Well, welcome back to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am super excited to introduce to you today my new friend, Kate, and she is an amazing business owner and she is an amazing mom and wife. And I want y'all to hear closely. I want you to listen closely because she has an amazing story uh, that she's going to share with us today. So I can't wait Kate, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Ren. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I've introduced you as a business owner, as a mom, as a wife. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So like you said, my name's Kate Elmore. I'm from West Alabama, a really small area on the Alabama-Mississippi line. And gosh, why is um, like a question about yourself sometimes hard? (laughs) about yourself. Uh, I don't know. Um, you have two kids. I, I have two kids. Thank you for uh, guiding me there. Um, I'm married. <laughs> um, I'm my husband and I've been married. We're about to be married eight years. I think, um, I'm, you know, like the numbers run together. My husband and I dated in high school. So we met when we were like 16 and then, oh. um, we, I went to, you're in the South. So you're in Memphis. So I went to Auburn and he went to Tuscaloosa. Okay. Um, and we kind of split up during college, but, um, and then ended up getting married. And then we've got our, our two children, Maggie, who will be five tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then our little boy who Grady, who is three. Um, and yeah, we, I grew up in West Alabama. We've lived in actually Hattiesburg, Mississippi, the last, up until a year ago, we have been there, um, the whole time we've been married. And, um, it's, you know, what we'll talk about during yeah. the podcast, but, um, I got sick and, you know, a lot of life things happened and, um, we wanted to move closer back to family. Um, and didn't think that that was going to, a lot of things had to line up in order for that to happen. And, um, and God's timing's perfect. It happened when it was supposed to, and, yeah. um, we, here we are, we're back. In That's awesome. Now. That's great. That's so good. Okay. So we're going to jump in. Something happened when you were 27 years old. What did your life look like before that? Okay. So yeah. So my husband and I were living in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and I had been doing veterinary sales for a company that um, I had worked for since I was 21, right out of college. And it, um, it was a really fun job. I got to call on a lot of great veterinarians and get to see a lot of cool animals. Um, and about that time we found out I was pregnant with my daughter and, um, I was one of those that was sick, like the whole nine months throwing up. And, um, I worked through it, you know, pushed just like every single day. I remember was like, I just had to like pep talk myself to like, get out the door and get in the car. Cause I didn't feel good. And, but like, I knew there was an end in sight, you know, like I, my yeah. mom was sick with my brother and I, and, um, she would just tell me like, I promise like the baby comes. And I, I remember mm. telling my mom, <laughs> I better 
mama, I bet her love this baby. <laughs> like when this is over with, I mean, I'm sure I will, but I really hope I do because uh-huh. this is miserable. Um, <laughs> oh man. But um, I, I was pushing through because at that time with my job, I was get, being given some new opportunities that um, were allowing me to expand, grow our income and just expand my opportunities like professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, I feel like I was just faking it all the time, <laughs> trying to pretend mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I felt good. And then I had it all together when I like, just wanted to go like crawl in a ball at home. But um, anyways, I got through the pregnancy and Maggie was born and she was healthy. And um, I got three months off from work and the, it's either the first or second week I was back from work. I was driving down the road and I kind of had my arm par- propped up on the window and had my hand kind of rested on my chin. And for whatever reason, I had put my hand on my neck and I noticed that I felt a knot on my neck. And I was like, I don't remember feeling that. Uh, but you know, like when you're, when, when I was pregnant and like nursing and all the things that come after like having a baby, I just, everything rolled out. Like, well, I just had a baby. Like that's probably normal. Yeah. Like yeah, I got a yeah. swollen lip node or like something, you know, like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That's something hormonal and, um, or something. Hormonal or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. And I remember telling Chase that night um, and like letting him feel it. I was like, isn't that kind of odd? And mm. he was like, yeah, well you need to like, get that checked out. And I was like, well, I don't mm. have time. I just got back from maternity leave. I don't yeah. want to go back to the doctor. Um, and so another week went by and I got a really bad sinus infection to the point where I was like, I got to go get a shot or something. Mm-hmm. And so I went to my general practitioner and, and I had a sinus infection and he was giving me some medicine for that. And he was getting ready to walk out of the room and he said, all right, well, did you have any more questions, anything else? And mm. I was like, you know, I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure it's just, especially now that I have a sinus infection, I'm sure it's a swollen lip node. I was like, but I've got this knot on my neck. And he went to feel it and he was like, that's not a lump no, Kate, that's your thyroid. And he was like, we need to get an ultrasound of that. Um, mm. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, what's a thyroid? What's, what's the mm. thyroid do? Yeah. Um, and anyways, that started the whole, um, whole bit of testing and led to finding out that it was in fact thyroid cancer um, and that it had spread. It was a fairly large mass on my thyroid and, um, the cancer had spread into the lymph nodes and to my neck and kind of like under your collarbone, like mm. had kind of spread that far. So I remember them telling my husband and I that if I had been older, if I had been over 50, maybe I think was the thing that they would have considered it into be stage three or four, um, wow. cancer. And I remember being like, what, you know, like that's what, what, like a week ago, we were just trying to like, keep this newborn happy, you know, Mm. like, what are we doing? Um, and so anyway, so I had a pretty quickly, I remember the day Maggie was five months was when I had surgery Mm. and they, it was a total thyroidectomy and then also, um, a pretty intense uh, neck dissection. So like they cut me from here all the way to back here and just, wow. and like had to remove some, like some of the muscles and, um, and I just really dug all in it in, in my oh. neck. So, um, man, that was, that was really, um, I was telling somebody the other day about it because we forget Chase and I do sometimes like I couldn't, I couldn't hold Maggie for a good two months. I couldn't pick her up, oh. um, after the surgery. And, um, I don't, it was like, 
and it made me, I ended up getting pretty sick afterwards. And then I had to do radiation where I couldn't, I couldn't hold her at all. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I was telling somebody like, I, I joke about Chase. I mean, we're, he really is my best friend. Um, and we give each other a hard time, but, <laughs> um, we, as a married, a married couple, everybody, you know, have little things you pick at each other about yeah. not doing or doing. And yeah, he's, uh, I have to say, he's definitely like way more clean and organized than I am. Like he's the OCD one between the two of us. And, um, I can pick at him about it, but like when it comes down to like the nitty gritty, like he just showed up, like mm-hmm. we didn't have family where we were at when we, when all this was going on and, and people came and visited my mom's like a saint sure. and would come when she could, but she still worked and we didn't even know what to do with the baby. And he just, you know, took care he of Maggie did it. and wow. yeah, he just did it. You know, I can never like fully, you know, not that he needs a thank you, but mm-hmm. I just am so thankful that it was him, you know, that mm. it's like, we, I've told people before too, that the reason I know that God had us planned for one another, I was like, because he got to know me when I was fun. <laughs> like we joked before right. I got sick, you know, yes. had, um, had all these <clears throat> things happened. Um, mm. you know, we got to be wild and fun together for a little bit. So I'm like, so <laughs> I feel like he just holds on to that, like wild Kate, but <laughs> had all this energy and, um, uh-huh. wow. So like, but that, That really shows a lot, though, of his character, too, to really step in and just, you know, when the hard times come, you you just do it. Like you said, he just did it. And so and so looking back at that time when you got the diagnosis, you I mean, had surgery right away. You have a five month old. What is going through your mind? How are you feeling? Can you take us back to that moment? Yeah. So honestly, this was a defense mechanism, but it Mm. didn't necessarily work in my favor. Ended up kind of being like what led to like complete, just like exhaustion and breakdown is that I can't, we just, in my mind, I thought we can just get through the surgery. You know, if we can just get through the radiation, if I can just heal from this, if my body can just adjust to taking a pill every day for my thyroid hormone, um, if we can just get through this, it's going to get better. You know, things are going to turn around and every, it was like, every time things didn't get better, it was like, I just felt so crushed. You know, it's like, it's not over yet. Like, Mm. what do you mean? Are we, how are we, you know, it's like, if we, I I went back and looked at like a, the post, um, that I made when on my Instagram and I tell you what, you throw cancer in an Instagram caption and people see it. (laughs) (laughs) I, I made a post just telling the friends that did follow, like, this is what's going on. And in that post, I put, um, we just, we're just going to get through this and move on. And that was part of, you know, we're going to trust God. And, and our faith has always was a big deal before all this happened, but um, it, I mean, it, it's what carried us through, you know, mm-hmm. it's the little light in a bad day. The it's the peace that God gave us. It's the strength that we didn't know that we had, but I just kept thinking, even like in my prayers to God, okay, God, give me the strength to get through this surgery, this procedure, and then I'll be okay. Then I got it. You know, before I got sick, it was like, I, I would just, I could multitask like no business. I could, um, I would just push through and push through and push through and my body gave up, you know, not gave up, but it, you have a breaking point. If you don't slow down and allow your body to rest, you know, we're, we're just jars of clay, you know, we're, we're, not meant to be able to run at a hundred every single day. 
Um, and, you know, I just had come off of a pregnancy where I was sick every day, um, you know, throwing up and being nauseated and not eating a good diet is like, you know, I wasn't feeding my body anything. I was, I was depleted before the thing even happened, wow. you know, yeah. that's something I had to really learn is that I have to slow down and honor my body and allow it to rest, allow God to, you know, to take advantage of that gift he gives us of rest and what it brings. So at that point where my headspace was, was I was just, I kept thinking, if I can just get through this, this next thing will be okay. But then it wouldn't be the thing to get us out of life being hard because it's hard, you know, it doesn't stop being hard. You have to learn to rely on God and let him shine a light and give you that perspective on life of what you're getting out of it versus thinking that it's just all up to you to man through, you know, strong arm it. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and through. Yeah. And I, I think of the word self-sufficiency is of, mm. of that we feel like we're self-sufficient and that we are in control and we aren't, we really yeah. aren't. And so mm-hmm. I love that you said that you had to slow down, honor your body. And um, there's a picture you mentioned that you had to go through radiation where mm-hmm. you could not be near people. I mean, you could not hold your baby. You could not be mm-hmm. near people. And I have a, there's a picture on your website of your brother and he's, I'm going to get teary. I don't even have a brother. And I saw this picture and I, it will never leave me. It will. It just won't. He's sitting in the back of his truck with his tailgate down and he's sitting, you know, hundred feet away from you or more than that. I don't know. I don't do depth. Um, (laughs) He's eating out of, you know, he's eating a takeout out of a takeout and you're taking a picture and you're on your front porch and he had brought you lunch And he couldn't get near you. And so he leaves it on the porch and then he goes just to spend time with you. I just like what, like the kindness of the Lord to put your Mm -hmm. brother and, and put people around you. What did, what did that feel Uh, like to have community um, around you like that? So, um, so funny and sweet that like, that's something that stood out to you, you know, like you Mm -hmm. never know what, when you write and when you do podcasts and when you do these, when you create things, you never know what's going to hit people. You just Mm -hmm. put it out there and hope that it encourages somebody in some way. I, so that when I did that, I had to be, um, isolated for 10 days. Um, and I went, we have a camp house. Uh, and so I was actually at our camp house in that picture and like the, my camp, our camp house is like, I grew up being down there in the woods and hunting and fishing. And it's just me and my brother and he's my older brother. I always throw that in now that we're, you know, actually older, (laughs) (laughs) he's older. older. Um, I didn't know growing up that that would end up being such a safe haven for me, like a place Mm. that like, I love to hunt. I love to be outside. Um, It's where God speaks to me. It's where he encourages me. It's where I can get away from like the chaos of life. And so I was thankful I got to be down there. Um, But Chase was taking care of Maggie in Mississippi. So I was, you know, a few hours away from them. Um, And my brother uh, brought a... Um, like, I mean, we're in the middle in rural Alabama, so yeah, there's nothing better than, you know, like a gas station cheeseburger. Yeah. So that's what he brought me. It was like oh. from, you know, hole in the wall gas station that that's makes awesome. good cheeseburgers. And so the, um, you know, he, my brother's just always showed up that he's not overly emotional in any capacity and, or overly wordy. Like I am, mm-hmm. we're very opposite when it comes to that. Um, but he has always 
it's just like, I always know he's in my corner to like fight for me and tell me, um, you know, it was like when all this was going on, my family, nobody, I'm so thankful for this. Nobody threw me a pity party. It was like, you know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like, Oh, this is so bad. Mm -hmm. So sorry, this is happening to you. It was like, all right, well, you can do this. Like this is, I remember him calling me and he was like, well, people aren't going to want to mess with you when they see that scar. Uh, (laughs) He was like, and, and you're tough. You can do it. And Mm -hmm. we'll, you know, we're going to help you. It's fine. Like, we're not going to, we're not going to drown in this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, he just came and sat with me that day. And I I feel like um, as much as I can talk, I'm just as good with uh, spending so much time with my dad and brother in the woods growing up and they don't talk, you know, like you'll be out doing stuff for hours and like nobody said anything. And so um, I remember we just sat on the porch. We didn't talk that day. We just ate and it was just so nice just to have, Mm. you know, feel like you got people in your corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So while I was on your website, your blog and looking at that picture, I kept reading and in one of your blog posts, you, I'm going to quote you. You said, I didn't know the purpose of my pain yet. Mm. And pain without a purpose is just straight up suffering. So here's my question. How did you go from pain without purpose to a thriving word warrior? You know, when a really hard thing happens, whether it's a loss in your family, it's a diagnosis, something goes astray of what you thought your life was going to look like. You go, I, I feel like there's that initial just shock, like mm-hmm. what's, what's happening. Um, I, I, you know, survival mode, like what I was talking about, like, let's just get through it. Let's just get through it. Um, but then when you realize, okay, this is real, this is what I'm going to have to live through. I'm going to have to live through taking a pill every single day. I'm going to have to live through taking, um, monitoring my levels and knowing that certain things I'm going to have limits now, you know, like I can't push past this certain point or I'm going to get sick. And then it's like, well, I'm broken. I moved into this phase of like, I'm mad at my body. I'm 27, I'm 28, I'm 29, whatever. None of my friends have this problem. (laughs) I skated around in this self-pity for just a moment. I, I don't remember it being very long, but there, I, there was this point where it was just like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to, I don't want to feel this. I just want to feel like I used to, you know, and everything shifts. Like with work, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't know if I even like this anymore. Uh, This just, everything seemed mundane and I couldn't get excited about anything. Um, And I'm trying to remember at which point during all the cancer stuff, because we went, here's, here's part we haven't talked about. I did the radiation and then four months later, we found out I was pregnant with my son mm-hmm. and I was not supposed to be getting pregnant. They had told me, um, they told me, don't, you need to wait at least a year after radiation to even try. Mm-hmm. And even if you wanted to, you, you can't because your body's not going to be fertile. You're not going to wow. be in that state because the radiation idea get, works through your whole body. And they're like, you're all your female things basically are mm-hmm. going to be halted. They're not going to be yeah. working. Yeah. Um, and so we weren't trying, but God has greater plans. And, um, four months after radiation, I got pregnant with Grady, started throwing up again, immediately Mm. (laughs) started doing that. And it was like, oh my gosh, here we are again. Um, and I actually started counseling at that point, um, and started to just go see somebody because I was like, how, like I've got, if I, I've got to get my mind right 
I got to get out of this negative place. If I'm going to raise two kids, like I've got a great mother. Um, and I remember having this moment where it was like, I had two thoughts, um, that my counselor helped me identify (laughs) were a root of a lot of things. And, and one was, I don't want to be a bad mom. I know that all these things are going to trickle over into them that I'm dealing with emotionally and like bitterness and anger and anxiety and all those things. And I don't want to raise them in that. And then my other fear was if I don't take care of myself, what if my kids don't get to have a mom, you know, like what Mm -hmm. if this gets worse? I, I just remember telling my counselor, like, but what if I die? Like, what if I, I leave chase. I went and got pregnant again and we leave chase with this, another baby. And, you know, it was like, it was, I felt like I hit this wall where it was like, I've either got to get my crap together (laughs) and, and start like living for God, honoring my body, be the person that like, I want my kids to have to look up to, or it's just going to keep spiraling. Another part of it too, was like, I'd always have my faith, but when I, when you get sick and you're down, you know, um, especially in the South, people are like, oh girl, I'm going to pray for you. You know, I'm mm-hmm. praying for you. I'm praying for you. Or they'd quote a Bible verse to me. And I, I, I was almost to a point where I was annoyed with people telling me that. Cause I mm-hmm. thought, you don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> and are you really praying for me? Cause I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I got to the same crossroads with like where I knew I had to take care of my body. I also thought if I'm going to believe this and let people pray for me and ask for people to pray for me and let them tell me Bible verses, like I need to read this Bible. Like I need to mm-hmm. know what I believe. So I can be like, that's not what it says. The Bible mm-hmm. does not, you know, like yeah, to yeah. be able to conversate and, uh, and be mm-hmm. educated myself. And so, um, I, Chase and I read two years ago, I guess we read the Bible, like, and it had a plan that we read it, you know, in its entirety. Mm-hmm. And that changed our lives. Mm-hmm. I recommend yes. that for anybody. And you definitely need an accountability partner. I, I recommend your spouse if you can, but um, like reading it and like actually knowing who people are, you know, like being able to put people, I remember like realizing that there's two Josephs, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, oh, okay. So Joseph, there's Joseph and Genesis. <laughs> And then uh-huh. there's Joseph and, um, um, and you know, Jesus is daddy, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and that there was two Johns, you know, like John the mm-hmm. Baptist and yeah. then, and then John, the disciple, it's like all these epiphanies wow. that I'm like, I've been yeah. confused about this my whole life. No wonder <laughs> I didn't understand. <laughs> well, um, that's but neat. I just really started to dig into that. I love that you're sharing this because you cannot become a word warrior. You can't battle the enemy with the word, with the word of God until Mm -hmm. you get in the word and you know the word. And so I think that is such an important point that you made that you have to be in the word and you started digging into it. I think that's awesome. I had to figure out who I was, what I believed in. I took every personality quiz. I wish that I could say it started with the Bible, but it really started with like personality quizzes and like what my job needs to be and what my calling needs to be the calling. I feel like I looked everywhere. I remember telling somebody like, I don't know what it says my calling is supposed to be. Or like people talk about God called them. I was like, if he called me, I missed it. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't get this, you know, whatever. Um, But it started out that way and then ended up, you know, learning to just like love and need the Bible, the words, Mm -hmm. the Bible, because 
I had been this achiever, you know, I found out uh, the Enneagram three stuff. I, I remember reading that you knew you were a, a three or an achiever, like that sickness is like a red flag because it, it makes you question who you are. And when all you've ever done is achieve things and be good at stuff and succeed and all, you know, all this. And when you can't do that, when you can't do and achieve and you don't know who you are anymore. And that's kind of where I felt like I was because I was always the friend. I never forgot a birthday. I always sent a birthday card. I, I, you know, I had meals cooked. I had, you know, stuff organized. I had all that. And when I couldn't do the stuff, I didn't realize I had put my identity in those things that I was wow. doing versus like just simply being a child of God, like being mm-hmm. who he said, you know? And so that's when I shifted really a lot and being way more aware of like what the enemy says versus what God says. Like if I'm feeling, you know, I don't feel good today and I'm like, gosh, I just, I suck at my job mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'm, I'm, you know, I don't even know how to work hard anymore. And, or I'm not smart enough to do this. It's like, well, you know, like, learning to, you know, that song, Lauren Daigle, you say, um, yes, you say mm. I'm strong and yeah. I won't, I won't sing for you today, but, um, <laughs> oh. I, that song was, I love that. I love all her music, but like, yeah. when you know the Bible well enough to hear a voice that says you're not doing good enough. And, you know, mm. God says you are enough. Like when you can start uh counter, what, what am I trying to yeah. say? Counter countering. Your, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And countering yeah. your negative thoughts with what the truth actually says it, it shifts. And so anyways, I did that. And then just realizing in all that, that I was called to encourage others and you, you pay attention to what people, um, come to you for, you know? And then I realized that people that were, would call me, friends would call me when they were sick or when Mm. there was a health issue or when, um, they didn't know, they all knew all kind of shifted careers and like, how to go about that. And so like, I started realizing that I did have things to offer people, you know, Mm -hmm. that like the pain I had gone through, um, I've met on Instagram. It's insane. How many people have had thyroid cancer? Mm. I've got one girl, uh, one lady that's girl, woman. What, what are we uh, in our thirties? I'm not <laughs> sure, but we? yeah, she's the same age ish. Mm. And her name's Lainey. And she found me through thyroid cancer hashtag, like wow. searching the hashtag thyroid cancer on Instagram mm. and came across my stuff. And like, mm. I just adore her. We have kids the same age. She had wow. surgery this summer. We sent her things like genuinely mm. like prayed for her. That's awesome. Um, you know, you have to kind of put yourself out there and like the mm-hmm. Instagram was what, what, what kind of happened was my route that I felt God called me to do mm-hmm. to talk about my story. But we, I love what you do, Ren, because you um, highlighting and letting other women tell their stories and what they've been through, because that's how we, that's how we encourage each other. That's how we defeat the enemy at revelation 11 says that it's by the, by the blood of Jesus and the power of our testimonies that we defeat the enemy. You know, you, we have to talk about it. You have to talk about, I, I, I'm so past like, um, the, Oh, I'm good. My life's perfect. Everything's going great. Not that anybody needs to walk around complaining, but like, be authentic. Tell, mm. Don't, you're not doing anybody a favor acting like your life, nothing ever has gone wrong and you've never struggled with anything. Right. That's how we get through life is to be like, oh yeah, I went through that too. And I lost my, you know, whoever, or God, God does crazy, incredible things through being vulnerable and sharing how you got through something. 
That's mm-hmm. when something, that's when your pain has a purpose is when you help somebody else get through it. And Sorry, you do I'm it. So no, <laughs> you do it. You do that so well because then I say word warrior because that is the name of now your business. So right. I love that, you know, the purpose in our pain is to help others. And then it's, you know, God does amazing things, like you said, and, and it's a step further. And so now mm-hmm. word warrior is the name of your company and your, your, I was going to say hashtag your tagline is using the word of God to fight our everyday battles. Mm-hmm. So tell me how that started. I knew I wanted to, okay. So I said, I did the veterinary sales. I think we talked about that mm-hmm. earlier. Um, and when we decided to move back, I felt like God had told me that when we moved, we were going to move and I needed to leave my job all at the same time. Like mm-hmm. need to pull it all out at one time and start fresh. And, um, because my job was going to let me like keep traveling, like have a, I'd have some overnights and stuff, but they were oh, wow. great company, great boss. They were going to shift it and make it work for me to live here. But I felt like God was saying, you got a clean slate, you know? Yeah. And so that's what we did. I had been doing a little blogging and piddling and trying to figure out the online space a little before COVID. So it was like, you know, a little before all that happened, but um, how to write and if I could make money online, sharing my story, or I, did, I just didn't know. I had started to make scripture cards, like personalized scripture cards, like, you know, to, to speak over yourself, to pray over yourself, mm-hmm. to declare, like, make it personal, like Ren, mm-hmm. you are loved, you know, Ren, be still and know that I'm God, you know, like put mm-hmm. these, put them around the house to like, bring you back to, to truth when you start getting overwhelmed with a mess or whatever you got mm-hmm. going on. And so I had started to make those and was trying kind of shift to like where, what to call that. And like, when you, you've seen people with on Instagram or wherever, uh, that have, have cancer or anything like that, they will say like a cancer warrior. Like I, there was a lot of like thyroid warrior, cancer warrior stuff that I'd seen. And, um, I was just like, I remember telling Chase, like, I don't want to like being called a warrior, you know, that encourages you to think you're a fighter, right? Yeah, But like, I don't want to put cancer warrior. I don't want to be defined by mm. cancer my whole life. Like, I don't want to put that on me. I don't want to, I don't receive that. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk that over myself all the time. Yeah. I, I want to move past that. And, um, you know, it, it kind of shifted to, well, like, well, a word warrior, because like, if we fight, if, if how we defeat the enemy is by our words and the blood of Jesus. So the gospel, right. So reading the gospel, Jesus coming and, and our words, um, and, and God and our testimony. So how God helped us, if that's how we do it, then like, what if word warriors, I remember I was in the car and I called Chase and told him that. And he was like, Ooh, I like that. I think that sounds good. (laughs) It's amazing. And um, so that's kind of what that came with, but it's a good reminder. And I mean, I still struggle and want to like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to delete an account. I can't do it anymore. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) I have these moments of like uh, insecurity and overwhelm and Mm -hmm. the enemy, you know, Mm -hmm. I've learned Mm -hmm. that too. The more you press into what God's calling you to do, the harder stuff gets, not the easier. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're right. It doesn't, it's not like if I just figure out what God wants me to do, life's going to get better. And it's like, it's just not the case, but you learn how to fight. Mm -hmm. Like being a mom, you know, your kids get, uh, you know, they're always changing and shifting and you have to learn how to be a good mom to them. You have to learn 
also you have to learn, have to learn how to fight with them as in mm-hmm. you have to learn how to, what works for them and what mm-hmm. inspires them or what, you know, mm-hmm. how are you going to get them to clean your room? That's right. Like motivation, um, how to motivate them. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. um, that's not. good. No, that's good. And I love the, um, I've seen on Instagram or maybe your blog or both that you had a picture of you with a bow and arrow. And I love the fact yeah. that you've been hunting with your dad and brother. And so it just gives us a visual of that, of those battles that we're going to face every day that we can be word warriors. I love that. Totally. I, yes. I'm a fan of that. It's that a weapon. Phrase. And I'm glad you said that the bow and arrow, I, I it's still in some of our logo stuff um, mm-hmm. because after Grady had been born, we had, I have one set of scans that they said, um, we had not fully gotten cleared when I got pregnant with Grady, right. Mm-hmm. That all the cancer was gone yet. Yeah. So we, and they couldn't do any scans until after he was born. Wow. And, um, so we had to wait, you know, nine months and then I was breastfeeding. And so they won't do certain things during that period. And so we kind of, anyways, that was the thing in itself. But then we found out that they were like, yeah, well, you still got cancer in your neck. Um, mm. it's not big enough to take out, but we're going to come back in three months and, um, and we'll, we'll see where it's at. And I was just like, that was another rock bottom. Cause it's like, when is this going to be over? You know? Um, and so I, I mentioned that I like to hunt and I was, I went bow hunting where we live. Um, wild pigs are a nuisance. Oh you know, yeah. Like, wild, yeah. Mm-hmm. like the black Yes. Nasty like the boar, topics, the yeah. boar. Yeah. 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 Wiry stuff. And anyway, yeah. they, they destroy the land is why we don't like them. They tear mm. up the roads, they root everything yeah, up, they everything do. you plant, they undo. So mm. anyways, I had gone hunting, um, and was by myself and, um, had walked up on a group of wild pigs. I don't know what came over me, <laughs> but I went into like kill mode and I have my, all I have was my bow and arrow. Um, mm-hmm. I hope this, you can edit this out if it's too, no. like too much, but, um, I like snuck up that within like 20 steps and, um, and shot one of the, the, the biggest pig that was there shot it yeah. in like with an arrow and they're real coarse, <gasps> thick, uh-huh. animals, okay? so uh-huh. I made a good shot and, yes. it, and it was down. Right. Mm-hmm. I had lots of bragging room with my brother and, yes, my totally. and, and all that later. I'm like, <laughs> I literally stopped it y'all. Like this is, um, you know, I did and, this. but that night and like the week after it, I like, it was like something came alive in me and reminding me that like, I can take, I can, I'm capable, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. broken. I'm not defenseless. Um, and like the, the Bible is our weapon. Yes. Like we, you got to carry it with you and you got to know how to use it. Like with the bow and arrow, like if I never shot, I never practiced, if I never did any of that, I would not, I couldn't have handled, I would have ran like a baby in that situation. But I was like, I'm fine. I know what to do. I knew where to stand. I knew how to aim and how to be quiet and ease around. And like, that is how, that's what our Bible is. Like we, we need it with us all the time. You need to know where verses are. You need to know who the people are so that when those situations happen in your life, you're like, ah, oh, this is exactly what happened to Joseph. This is exactly mm. what um, mm-hmm. happened to Esther. You know, at such a time as this, this is it. This is the time I'm here for a reason. Mm. Um, and it, it just completely changes your life it gives you a hope that you're not just a thing in the wind, you know, blowing around, like Mm -hmm. that you can be grounded and have a purpose and, um, you know, God loves you. 
That's amazing. So tell us, how is your health now? Because this was, you know, you were 27 now. So five years later, how is your health now? Um, Gosh, it's coming up. This, so this may will be the five-year anniversary of everything. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm doing good. So I had um, a little scare last about six months ago, I guess I had to have some biopsies done and um, it got drug out. The whole process does. And that's another thing. Like when it comes to cancer, anybody that is listening to this, that's heard of it. It's like, they'll be like, Oh, well, we're pretty sure you have cancer, but we think we can get you in about six months, <laughs> you know, like wow. now you just wait and sit with that, but they just, yeah. everything's mm. so drug out, but, um, mm. everything ended up being clear. Um, it was not mm. cancer, the lymph nodes and stuff that they had biopsied and, um, and guys, good. Yeah. I have, mm. I've, I have had some autoimmune issues that have happened post surgery and radiation Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff that, um, that I just kind of learn, learn about and try to, like I said, honor my body and rest when I need to rest. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, you know, but I'm not receiving that cancer anymore. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I love it. I know. I remember when that scare happened and we were all praying for you when you were getting those scans and things. So I just think, you know, the internet gets a bad rap and yes, there are really bad and things about it, but there are some really good things too. You can really make some amazing connections. So, okay. This is my, one of my last questions. What would you say to someone walking through this right now? If they have just received a diagnosis or if they're just struggling with something, what would you say to them? I would tell them that I'm sorry. They're having to go through it and that it's okay to acknowledge that that this is hard and that this sucks. And that's not like a good, but that just, it is. I, I, it was, it's hard when people try to push over a big deal, you know, like try to brush over it. Like I, you know, it's all going to be okay. You're going to be fine. Everything's good. Mm -hmm. Like make it all peachy. Um, I think you have to acknowledge that what you're going through, this is hard and it's, we can, you know, there's certain things that, you know, that you'll look back on in five years, 10 years and be like, that was hard what we went through. Mm. Um, but then know that you're not meant to do it alone, that you're not meant to carry it, that, that God has not left you, um, that he doesn't want bad things to happen to you or to teach you a lesson or whatever, but but he can, and he will teach you something in it. And it's not, sometimes it's just for you, but 95% of the time it's because what you're going through is it's going to help somebody else. It's going to change their life. It's going to shift them. It's going to give them hope when they want to give up. Um, and so you have to keep going. You have to press in. And you know, the, I heard a preacher talk, say something the other day about, I don't know, you see stuff on like the prosperity gospel and, you know, um, what's the verse that says, um, it's so famous, Jeremiah 29, 11, mm-hmm. I'll give you hope in the future, uh, um, to, to prosper. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and the preacher was like to prosper, isn't like to have financial wealth or to have even like your health be, you know, all mm-hmm. everything be perfect. Yeah. Um, to prosper means to move forward, um, mm. to not sit in that place. And so God promises you a hope and a future. It may not be an, it 
most likely won't be easy Mm -hmm. and you're still going to have obstacles um, to, to overcome, but God promises to prosper you, to help you move forward and take a step. And sometimes it's talking to somebody like you, Ren, um, or listening to a podcast that encourages you on a bad day. Sometimes it's somebody you bump into at the store or it's your older brother and bring you a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people that are going to be put in your life to help you move forward so that you can help others do that same thing. I can't think of a better note to end on right there because mm-hmm. that's what it is to, to move forward. And so mm-hmm. I appreciate you so much for sharing your story, Kate, with us and the details of it, which shows how God is in the details. He is, mm-hmm. he's in all of the details. So I um, just appreciate you encouraging me to be a word warrior and to get in the word even more. And if we don't know the word that we can't fight with the word. So, mm-hmm. um, man, I just, uh, I love that. And I love the visual of the bow and arrow. So I just, I just appreciate your time today. And can, can, if somebody wants to connect with you and they say, you know, um, I just got a diagnosis and I don't know what the next step is or anything, or I just need some encouragement. How can we connect with you online? Probably the easiest thing is just if you're on Instagram or, and Facebook, um, the, our hashtag handle is at shop word warriors and it's plural, um, warriors. Because we are, we all are that's warriors. Right. We have to do Bird it together. Not that's alone. right. I want to thank you, Ren, if that's okay, um, oh, yeah. just for um, giving me an opportunity. Um, I I can get emotional. Just the, what we're even talking about is like, you know, when I started Word Warriors, you hear these voices and it's like, but who's going to care about my story? You know, mm. like who's, this is, it wasn't, that significant or it wasn't, you know, like you play it down. Um, and that get having to feel that there was purpose in your pain that never stops every single time somebody reaches out, you know, every time somebody does that, it, it fills you up again where it's like, okay. Um, and I'm just so honored that you saw God in my story and enough. So to reach out to me, because that's like, a the biggest thing I try to do is to not get in. I prayed that this morning, like, don't let me get in the way of what you need somebody Mm. to hear today, God, because I can ramble (laughs) and get distracted. And like, Mm. I don't, this is not about me because Mm. I can't, I can't do it um, by myself. It's, Mm. it's, it's all God. Um, So that's sweet. Thank you. Thank you for doing that for other people. Absolutely. I bet it does more for people than, than they're able to tell you or express. So, Mm. well, it does it for me. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now, unexpectedly. So uh, thanks again, Kate, we will put all this in the show notes where y'all can link or go find her on Instagram and Facebook at shop word warriors. We'll put all this in the show notes and, oh, I forgot the last three questions I asked, what are you eating, reading and loving? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I've been listening to your podcast, like all, all your other episodes and they're awesome. And like, I oh, get thanks. my heart starts racing every time you ask my because I'm like, I don't know what mine are. I thought I, I wrote it um, after I dropped my daughter off at school this morning because I wanted to be able to answer. Okay. Okay. Favorite, favorite book. Okay. Um, I do try to read the Bible yeah. <laughs> um, yes. every day and I do, I do love reading the Bible. Um, uh. but I, 
one book I keep by my bedside table and I'm okay. on my husband's side of the bed right now. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's called um, the divinity code and it's okay. understanding your dreams and visions. So on another day, you know, I have to talk about this, but I yeah. am um, huge, huge um, believer and very passionate about like that. God speaks to us in our dreams, like our dreams oh. that we see, like I, I write down every single dream that I can remember when I wake up, I pray oh. about them. Um, I talked about like, I, I had a, a dream when we m- went to move and leave Mississippi, I had a dream that I knew so clearly that God told me that we had to move then. And we, I had to leave my job like all at the same wow. time. And we literally, I told my husband and there's a lot more to the story, but within, yeah. um, within two weeks, we put our house on the market wow. and we're moving and we moved on a Saturday and ran Monday, the world shut down. That was the pandemic. <gasps> we had really? no idea. Like we had, you know, we had no idea that was coming. Like our, wow. you know, we, that wasn't even a, it, yeah. you know, how that moved so fast mm-hmm. and we, um, we would not have been able to, um, have sold our house if we had been in it because mm. they weren't allow, allowing realtors mm-hmm. to show homes with people in it. Only, wow. only vacant homes. Oh my goodness. And so like, that's we, amazing we both like cannot even, cause we're just like, Oh my gosh. Cause we couldn't explain it. People yeah. are like, why are y'all trying to move? So fast? yeah. 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 Like, did y'all kill somebody? Like, yeah. <laughs> why are you trying to get out of town? You know? And yeah. we were just like, yeah. I couldn't, we couldn't explain it. Uh, yeah. We were just like, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to move this week. Wow. We just yeah. knew it. Wow. And that is how it all happens. So anyway, that, that is so neat. Okay. I dug into it. So every, I keep that okay. book by my bed and okay. um, it's got, it's all, it, biblical terms and okay, like the, okay. where Bible is a third dreams, by the way, dreams and visions are uh, literally a third of the Bible. So wow. um, it's real. That's you cool. Pray, pray. I read somebody that said they prayed for God to give them dreams and they started having them. And I was like, I didn't know I could do that. I want God <laughs> to tell me what to do in my dreams. <laughs> and, um, and he Very does. Cool. If you're open mm. to it. So that's yeah. my favorite book. I love to just dig okay. into that. Um, okay. My favorite snack yeah snack okay so this one nobody knows because it's a secret and Uh i got it from my children um (laughs) because remember i have a almost five-year-old and a three-year-old and they're vultures yes like yes they are enjoy anything by myself right snacks so yes um like that i normally keep reese cups hidden in the ice box in the freezer, oh, you do. but I'm, I put them out of those. I like a frozen one anyways, but like they can't mm-hmm. get into where I put it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm out of those right now. And my other thing that I do is, um, I love, uh, I love a Coca-Cola, like not diet Coke, Mm-mm. not, you know, yeah. sugar-free. Yeah. I don't want no. any of that stuff. No, I like the mini ones. Yes. You know, like I'll yes. get a mini Coke uh-huh. and I have, I have them hidden. And when I drink them, I put them in like a Yeti cup and put yeah. a top on it where like the kids don't know what it is. They think because it's I don't, water. I don't let them drink Coke, <laughs> I don't let them right, drink right, it, right. which That's is how good. hypocritical am I? Forgive me, Lord. But no. um, I, <laughs> well, sometimes I just want a, and I don't need a lot of it, but I yeah, just, just a little a cold, bubbly uh-huh. Uh-huh. Coca-Cola. Okay. Um, okay. That's and, a good one. Yeah. Okay. And then what was the last Oh, uh, What are you uh, loving these days? What is something okay. you love? So my favorite thing at the moment is 
since it's so cold outside and Mm -hmm. I told you that we are in a rental house right now, that's old. Mm -hmm. And it's very, the house is very small, but it has a massive fireplace because like, you know, that literally is meant to, it's got, there's dents in the house in a couple of places and you turn a light switch Uh and it blows heat from the fireplace, like to in the house. Isn't that really? Yeah, never, yeah. I don't trust it. The, the yeah. thing very well. I like to like, you know, it's going yeah, like yeah, to blow yeah. up or something, <gasps> wow. but it's this massive fireplace. And, okay. um, I love building a fire like from scratch. There's so much yes. fulfillment and like getting a spark and then like yes. getting the fire going and roaring. Love so it. So we, I kind of build a fire pretty much every, every morning. If I can beat yes. my husband to it, we kind of <gasps> fight over it. Oh my goodness. So How cool is that? That sounds cozy. That is something is you could cozy. definitely love. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Building the fire is my favorite thing right now. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Hey, that's great. That's so good. Okay. Wow. I love it. I love it. This has been so amazing. Thank you again for coming on the show. And I can't wait to see you on Instagram later. Yeah, you too, Ren. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.